0: Tyler, we just had a really big event in the medical world happen. What was it?
1: So last week, March, uh, I guess it was on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, all of the f- current fourth year medical students across the country found out if and where they were going to be spending their residency years.
0: Yay! Maybe.
1: Yay. <laughs> yeah, mostly yay.
0: Mostly yay, yeah. But
1: Uh, Like everything else that has to do with healthcare, it's way more complicated than I think a lot of people recognize or a lot of people uh, even appreciate the complexity of it. So let me walk you through the Mm -hmm. match process and then we can talk about some of the reasons why I'm currently obsessed with all the inner workings of the match. Okay, cool. So uh, during the fourth year of medical school, so medical school in the United States obviously is four years. And then during the fourth year students submit applications to residency programs so postgraduate training in the specialty of their choice there are dozens of not dozens but many many different types of residency programs so students can go into internal medicine which is kind of the most general um, their pediatrics ob-gyne they can go into surgeries and so they get an opportunity to kind of distinguish between the different sub practices of medicine what type of physician they want to be
0: Mm -hmm. all right so far so good
1: yeah and so they apply to all these different programs different places across the country and residency programs are not necessarily tied to medical schools. And so you could go to like a community based residency program. So say Mm -hmm. that I was interested in practicing rural family medicine, for example, and I applied to a hospital or a hospital system in South Dakota, for example, that has a residency program. And I could go and do my training there and, you know, get very well trained to be a family physician in uh, kind of a rural setting
0: hmm Yep, my whole family's from South Dakota, so we get it. It's paradise. Um, so super competitive.
1: Right, super competitive. Everyone's trying to get to South Dakota for the residency programs. But, so previous to COVID, students would have to apply to these programs, receive an offer for an interview, and then fly out to sometimes 10, 15, 20 different.
0: Oh my gosh, 20 different interviews. Well, how can they, who's paying for that?
1: Well, that's a great question. The residency programs are not paying for it. Uh Medical school is not paying for it. So it lands on the student. Oh no. So it can be hugely um, expensive, disruptive to the fourth year of medical school. And Mm. some students who don't have the financial resources or are wisely not willing to add that to their already massive student loans, have to be really strategic about who they interview with and where they they apply for. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of coaching and counseling that goes in on the front end of this from the medical school perspective, where we're looking at their grades, we're looking at their letters of recommendation and scores on certain really important tests to help coach them into what type of residencies they would be competitive for. Uh, regardless mm-hmm. of whether they're interested or not. So some of the really high profile, really lucrative, but also really good lifestyle types of medicine tend to be more competitive.
0: So explain what, what, what those would be. I think I know, but what do you think?
1: So some of them you would assume based upon kind of the prestige and the difficulty of getting into them. So for example, neurosurgery, for example, mm-hmm. or plastic surgery, mm-hmm. those would uh, traditionally very competitive. Also, ones that you might not think about, like ophthalmology and dermatology and urology. Um, some of these a little bit more specific types of um, subspecialties are can be really, really, really competitive to get into.
0: Is it because those specialties don't have like as much on call? You're not working 80 hours a week because there aren't like dermatological emergencies?
1: Yeah, I think that's basically the... I mean, that's how I understand it. Some of them have... Are are procedure based, and so you're doing maybe minor surgeries in the office, outpatient, maybe some inpatient surgical procedures, and there's not a lot of call. It's there's not a lot of emergencies, a lot of um, independence. So those tend to have a really good lifestyle, and mm-hmm. um, the pay is really high, even relative to other physician uh, types of practice.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: So. All of the students uh, who are currently fourth-year students in the United States, plus all of the graduating international medical students, can apply mm-hmm. to be part of what is you know referred to as the Match.
0: The Match. Ooh, I, this sounds like like a TV show. Automatically. It does.
1: <laughs> you know it, and it's probably not as enjoyable as a TV show if you're <laughs> in it. Okay. Okay. So. With a couple of exceptions, there are a couple of residency programs that do an early match. And so if you're going into, I can't remember all off the top of my head, I think urology, ophthalmology, and maybe another one, they do their match ahead of time. And also if you're involved in the military, so if you're matching into a military residency, then mm-hmm. those happen previously. But for the vast majority of students who are graduating in fourth year, they, uh, last week on Monday, they got an email from the, the national organization that runs it that tells them whether or not they matched Oof. into a residency program. Okay. So they have previously submitted a, a rank list of all of the programs that they would like to go to. And it can be as long. I think it can be as long as they want, you know, up to 20, 25, 30 programs if they wanted to rank all of them. Mm-hmm. And then the programs, so the residency programs have interviewed hundreds, sometimes dozens and dozens of students from across the country and internationally, and they have a massive list of ranking as well. So mm-hmm. both of these ranked lists from the programs and the students in all of the specialties goes into this algorithm.
0: Oh, AI, it love them. it. That This seems like <laughs> the right way to do it. <laughs>
1: right. So it matches them to, and you may not get your first choice and the program may not get their first choice. But the algorithm is set up in a way that most people get most of what they want.
0: Okay. So this sounds a lot like, like speed dating, right? Like who, who do you want to be in a relationship with? And do they want to be in a relationship with you? Like basically mm-hmm. the same thing, right?
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens for everybody all at the same time. So on Monday, Ooh they know whether or not they have matched or not. Mm -hmm. If they don't match, we'll talk about that in a second, If if they get an email on Monday saying that they did not match. But if they got a match, then they don't find out where their match is, so where they're moving to and spending the next, you know, three, four, five, seven years of training. They don't know where that is. Until Friday at noon, well, so they have like four days of.
0: Oh, that's torture! Why, why, why wait? I mean, if they match, don't doesn't the algorithm know where they matched?
1: Yeah, it does, but it keeps it a secret.
0: Why, why? Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, what happens if you get an email on Monday saying that you didn't match? Okay. So at the same time, students are finding out that they are unmatched, so they mm-hmm. didn't match to a program, and also all of the programs uh, that have empty spots all find out at the same time. And then it is really like speed dating. For the okay. next two or three days, all of the programs are frantically trying to find people to agree to to come into their program. And students are frantically trying to to decide where to go. Um, so there's lots of interviews, there's uh, Zoom, and, and kind of the, the changes in medical education because of the pandemic are really, have been really helpful in this way because a lot of the residency interviews, I think almost all of them, are done virtually now. So the, the cost is a lot less for students, but mm-hmm. it's still a lot of stress. And um, and then at the end of it, you may not match. And then you're kind of in this process where you're scrambling to, and that's what it actually used to be called is the scramble. They call it the SOAP now, which stands for soap. Uh, I don't remember. Stanford,
0: <laughs> Sub- s- I can't remember
1: the <laughs> uh, subsequent open. I don't remember. That's sounds Basically, right. It's, mm-hmm. it's a scramble, and then they try to find a spot. And then on Friday, at least at our medical school and the other schools I've been associated with, there's a kind of a big party and ceremony, and people will open it. And um, some schools uh, will you get to open it in private, and then you know, find out where you're going because it. it Could be really, really good news, or it could be really, really disappointing news.
0: Absolutely, right. Yeah, if it was the last one on your list, or it's really not a specialty that you thought you wanted to go into, you had your heart set on ophthalmology, and suddenly you have to be a dermatologist, how terrible. Um, (laughs) But I mean, where's the, I want like a cake that when you cut into it, like a gender reveal party, like I want (laughs) that kind of level of ceremony but if it's yeah. dis- but i guess you know those sex reveal parties can also be kind of disappointing depending on
1: you know yeah. what
0: you wanted so so you might do it in private that makes more sense to me but then there's a big celebration but how about these people are there people who don't match even after the scramble
1: there are it's pretty it's pretty rare okay. but okay. um it does happen to some folks and i think in so what i've seen in my experience is often students who are committed to wanting to be into that maybe an ultra competitive specialty will take a year off Mm -hmm. and maybe do a year of research or maybe a master's degree or something to make them more competitive Mm -hmm. and then go back into the process again and try to rematch the next year Mm
0: Wow. So this is just incredibly stressful. You got to match because you have to do a residency. You can't just, even after four years of med school, you are then a doctor, you're a physician. Mm -hmm. You get that degree, but you have to do a residency, right? You can't just practice medicine without a residency.
1: Right. You have to get a, so doing a board uh, certified residency is necessary to get a license. Mm -hmm. I think in almost every state, I'd be surprised if there's a state that doesn't allow that uh or that allows it not to happen but yeah so you have to go to a, an approved residency program to get trained in the specialty that you are going to practice and some people match into pr- programs that they're not so interested in and they do a residency uh, program and then they sometimes do another residency program
0: Oof, because they don't want to have their like sort of first real job until they're 40. is that kind of the deal <laughs> basically <laughs> as yeah. two people have. With- like multiple graduate degrees, we get it.
1: Just <laughs> right. Be in school yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah, just keep going to school. But, but what? So one of the so that happened all last week. So mm-hmm. that was uh, really fun. It's exciting, kind of a big celebration for the students. But what was interesting about the match this year is that there was one program or one type of residency that previously had been really quite competitive. Mm-hmm. And to the point that some students who didn't have as strong a numbers or, or whatever were discouraged from even applying to that residency program, the, those types of programs, because of the competitiveness of them. So can you guess what it was?
0: Um, anesthesiology.
1: No, mm-hmm. but not too dissimilar actually. The, the, it's emergency medicine.
0: Oh, emergency medicine. Ooh, the really right. intense one.
1: Yeah. Right. And so it is. it was really interesting because the way that medicine is being practiced from like a business perspective mm-hmm. is, well, there's a lot of reasons why people are speculating that emergency medicine uh, was very, very much less competitive. Meaning that on that Monday, dozens, hundreds of open spots uh, in emergency medicine were unmatched because there weren't enough applicants to, oh, wow. um, oh, wow. to that type of program. And so there's a couple of things that I've talked to people about why, why emergency medicine had such a hard year. And some spots have, even after the scramble, the soap process are still left unfilled and i was reading about an uh i can't remember where it was maybe in illinois or ohio but there was a residency program an emergency medicine program that had let's say four or six open first-year residency spots and didn't fill any of them oh no yeah so it's it's really uncharted territory for the um for this specialty specifically but all specialties and there's a couple things that people are thinking about why, this, how to explain this. And so if you think about over the last couple of years during the pandemic, the folks that really bore a lot of the brunt of uh, the uncertainty and the change in the way that medicine was practiced was emergency room docs.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes
1: sense. Yeah. And so students, one, one hypothesis that I that I heard from somebody that I think is really smart and that I trust she said that you know, the students are going in and rotating during their third year, and sometimes in their fourth year through these emergency departments mm-hmm. and seeing what a really challenging environment it is, how there's a lot of change in the way that um, partnerships and practices are being bought up bought up by private equity, mm-hmm. and hospitals are, are cutting staff or asking staff to do, jobs or fulfill roles out of necessity that doesn't really require an MD degree. So a mid-level providers, for example, nurse practitioners and physicians assistants are uh, taking more and more responsibility in the emergency room. And so for a lot of students, they had a really, I don't know, not it's it's hard to say. I haven't really talked to people who who've gone through that who made this decision. But it's 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 I think it's plausible to think that such a difficult experience as a medical student would be discouraging for folks to go and say this this is what I want my life's work to be.
0: Absolutely. I would think that that makes total sense to me. If you had if you went through the ED as a med student on rotation during the pandemic, you wouldn't want anything to either you would say this is exactly where I want to be or you'd uh-huh. say absolutely not.
1: Yeah. And I think more people, well.
0: Apparently more people said absolutely not. (laughs) More
1: people said absolutely not. And so therefore there are, uh, it really changed the supply of medical students going into this, um, into the match. So.
0: Oh, goodness. So we, does that mean like, you know, 10 years down the line, we're just going to have an incredible shortage of emergency physicians because this year they just didn't match enough or or what's going to happen now?
1: so this is a really big change for the the specialty of emergency medicine previously like i said it was really competitive and so there was a lot of people being trained in it because it was it's, it's shift work which means that you go in treat the, the the patients who are there and then you go home and you don't have kind of on call you don't have a long-term obligation to any patients and so some people really liked that mm-hmm. and so it was quite competitive so I, the, the, the short answer is we don't know what this is gonna do for the practice of medicine, uh, specifically in emergency medicine moving forward.
0: Hmm. Well, gr- great. No, terrible. Probably, <laughs> it's terrible. probably not good, right? We, we definitely yeah, need it, emergency medicine. It's super important in our country. I mean, probably every country, but especially a country where a lot of people use it as like primary care.
1: Exactly. And it's really um, gonna be interesting to watch how this type of kind of ripple from the pandemic plays out over the like you said the the many years to come because really in uncharted territory Mm -hmm. so that's what i'm obsessed about this week
0: yeah that's a good one well congratulations to everyone who matched um condolences to those who didn't but maybe there's a spot for you in emergency medicine
1: maybe